Well, hello. Hello, Carl. Hello, Brady. How you doing? Well, I'm here. And, What's new? Uh, you know, I, I'm on parental leave, so I'm just hanging out with my boy, who's currently taking a nap. And, nice. Uh, yeah, enjoying enjoying life. Nice. Yourself? Um, I'm good. Yeah, I'm 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 I am well. I'm yeah. well. Yeah. So, so why have you called this meeting of the minds? Well, okay. So listen, for those of you who are regular listeners to the Movie Men podcast, uh, you'll be aware that every week, uh, Pete and I, at the end of our review, uh, discuss some, I, I kind of smack Pete in the face with some, you know, movie news from the last seven days or so. And... It always kind of feels rushed because it's at the end of an episode that has already gone on for so long and and it just it 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 needs room to breathe, you know? Yeah, I honestly turn the episode off once you start talking. You dick. Um <laughs> and so so what we're going to do now, instead of that happening at the end of the episode, um we are going to do a weekly episode dedicated just to talking about the news from the last seven days instead of pete and i it's going to be the movie men b team carl and brady yeah and uh yeah we're just gonna rattle off some movie news some weeks there'll be a little more some weeks there'll be a little bit less that's all just kind of dependent on what's happening in hollywood and and what is deemed an interesting enough topic to bring up and discuss so if mm. movie news is something that that tickles your your eyeballs then uh that didn't that's not a anyways um <laughs> then uh then yeah watch out for this this weekly episode it's gonna drop probably every monday or tuesday or something um and yeah it's just going to be it's just going to be the last week worth of movie news so that uh you can get caught up so sir are you ready hit me with the hot facts all right so we've got eight things to talk about today Eight things. All right. I'm, eight, uh, I'm making eight a list. Tings. Eight tings. Um, number one. Ting number one. So the Avatar re-release, which is uh, something we knew they were doing. Yeah. Uh, the Last Airbender. Yeah. They're making a TV show. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. Um, no, the, the re-release of James Cameron's Avatar into theaters, oh, remastered, blah, 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 leading into Avatar. <laughs> Avatar 2 coming out this December. Uh, last week was number one at the worldwide box office. Of Avatar? Yeah. The Avatar re-release was number one in the worldwide box office. I didn't even realize that it went back into the theaters. Yeah, it's back in the theaters. The re-release. That's what we're talking about, I don't know sir. how I feel about that. I So the question that I have... You, you don't know how you feel about what? It being number one or it being put back into theaters? Put back in theaters. I, I don't. Well, I don't think I like the idea of a movie being re-released because they did it with with No Way Home recently. Yeah, Spider Man, and I'm like, you're with just new trying footage. To pad like your it was numbers. an extended edition. Yeah, but just put it on the DVD, the yeah, Blu-ray, it, or it's the it's, mo it's movie service. business. If you can make more money at business, I I, I hear you. 
And clearly, this is what the fans wanted based on the numbers. They're just trying. In my mind, they're just trying to pad that box office dollar income numbers to be number one. Exactly. Of course, they are. Of course, which feels like cheating. (laughs) That's it's business. Anyways, uh, like you had your time, you had, you had your month or two at release. You made what oh, you made. No, it was like re-releasing it. Was like a year. it, it was six in the months, a year later. That it's, that that it's doesn't been ten years. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so what this is the question that I have from this is: Does this mean what does this mean for Avatar two? Um, not the re-release. Um, but but the numbers that the re-release has garnered, um, well, it definitely generates buzz. Well, and does this like does this confirm that the interest for Avatar two is there, and that it's it's you know if people if people going out to see the re-release of the first one remastered right like it, they've they've done a bunch to it, um, but if people going out to see it as a re-release can can win the box office for that week the worldwide box office then does that mean that we're going to see the same kind of droves of people the same response for avatar 2 yeah i i i mean uh the math adds up I think it comes down to uh, initial impressions, though. Right. If it, right. if it's bad, the, the, what does the pre what the pre screening and the initial impressions that come like? Because if all of a sudden two comes out and people are like, "This thing's hot garbage. Nobody should go see it," and nobody and people listen to that and they decide not to go see it, and then then it's not going to see the same numbers. Well, 99% of the time, I would agree hands down. Do you think Avatar is too big to be affected by negative reviews, though? Eh. Like, are people Avatar crazy enough that people could say this is hot garbage and people are going to say, screw you, I'm, I'll make up my mind for myself? Well, you're going <clears> to, <throat> yeah. I think I think most people will probably make up their minds when it sounds, I guess. Um, especially with the way... Uh, the current state of uh, uh, reviews and uh, the critic scores versus viewer scores and stuff on Rotten Tomatoes and all those other review sites. Like people are are listening less and less to what reviews say and making up their own minds because there's, there's a lot of people feel that there's, political pull or whatever in the reviews people give yeah for profession profession and also like i i think it's super unlikely that like you know no movie is everyone's cup of tea um you know the first avatar is not necessarily my cup of tea uh but something i said to pete the other week and i think it holds true is it's never been good business to bet against james cameron oh yeah and you guys, you guys just talked about Avatar and Titanic. When I listened to that episode, yeah. I was like, T two. Well, he hasn't seen Terminator, uh, Aliens. I uh, know he hasn't like, seen any of those. But but yeah, but like it's heart wrenching. He's got, he's got he he's got a lot of true lies. A a list content 
over several different genres. Yeah. Like I yeah. remember having a conversation with Pete a few, uh, almost a year back or so. Now you guys were talking about Cameron on the show and I had a conversation with him. Like he, he mentioned something about him doing only a specific type of show. And I was like, dude, he's done so much sci-fi. I would say he's known for sci-fi. Yeah. But uh, then you've got Titanic. Kind of, but that, but that, but then I, I went into his IMDB and it's like, okay, no, he's, um, he's touched on every genre mm-hmm. relatively equally. And they're all like, there's not very many show uh, movies he's done that are not good. That are not good. Yeah. Hmm. Cool. Um, the next piece of movie news, arguably the only one we could have done a whole episode on this. Hugh Jackman has been confirmed to be returning as Wolverine in Deadpool 3. I don't know how I feel about that. (laughs) Actually? Yeah, I mean, he's a great Wolverine. Don't get me wrong. It's hard to picture anyone else as Wolverine. Well, I mean, I think that's half the problem. Uh, But I feel like it's 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 a prime opportunity for somebody new to take the reins. Oh, and someone's going to, right? Like don't don't get me wrong, I don't think for one second that Hugh Jackman is going to be the MCU's Wolverine. I don't. He's he, he, you know, the announcement said, "Do you want to play Wolverine one more time?" One more time. Yeah, but you kind of shoehorn him in there. Like what do you how i don't know i just feel it just doesn't feel like if he's especially if deadpool is in the mcu prime timeline prime universe Mm -hmm. 616 right like if he's in that universe then you can't you can't i mean i guess you could recast him they recast (laughs) roadie But what if, no, no, no. Okay. Yeah. But we're dealing with the multiverse here. Yeah. So it's not a recasting. So what if, and I don't like, I've got no inside information. I have no idea that this is what's going to happen. What if the film, what if when the film ends, Deadpool is in 616? He starts out when it starts. He starts out in the Fox universe. Yeah. Uh, That'd be cool. I could see that. Right. And it fits timeline. Everyone's like, well, he died in Logan. Yeah. But that happens in like 2029. Yeah. Right. This does not affect or impact that whatsoever. Like, don't get me wrong. I think it'll be great. I think Hugh Jackman is going to do once again, a stellar job of playing Wolverine. How ripped do you think he'll get? Oh, I think he'll do the same thing as he always does. Really? Because that was like his one of his big. He's like, I just can't do that anymore. Yeah, well, he'll he'll do it. He, he's going to get paid to do it. He's going to do it. Like Days of Future Past ripped? I don't I don't know. Well, he's going to he's going to get some some form of jacked. I don't know if he's going to oh, get he'll as get, jacked as he's ever been. He'll get Jackman for sure, but yeah, like Jackman. I just don't know that he'll be <laughs> huge Jackman. Huge Jackman. Uh <laughs> yeah. But Man, yeah. I, you, what, you, when you first sent me the link to, to that uh, little video, 
I was like, this has got to be a hoax because they've been pulling this crap. Those two yeah. for years. But then for like almost immediately been... Marvel released the logo and like, yeah, yeah. I thought for sure it was just another BS thing that they were pulling to just give their hype, their own train hype, mm-hmm. hype, their own avian gin and coffee company. <laughs> yeah. But no, you and like, I don't know. All I can think about is like, think of, think of the powers. Think of the character dynamics here. You've got Hugh Jackman. You've got Ryan Reynolds. That combination is hilarious in and of itself. You've got the personality and temperament of Deadpool and the personality and temperament of Wolverine. That is hilarious in and of itself. Then you have the fact that literally there is nothing preventing them from from stabbing each other constantly. And like there's no reason for their disagreements not to become incredibly violent. Yeah. It's going to be so funny. Okay. You just, I just had a, I would love for them to recreate that Hulk Thor scene from the first Avengers movie where, where Hulk just kind of punches Thor and Thor goes flying. Uh, Wolverine just kind of puts his hand out, pops his claws, Deadpool drops. (laughs) I think that would be funny. Oh, absolutely. Bro moment. And Wolf, Wolverine's just like, I'm not having it. <laughs> so here's a nerdy comic book question for you. Because I know, I know you'll get what I'm talking about. And we can break it down a little bit for the listener here. But Wolverine's going to be in this movie. Historically, and we don't, nothing has been confirmed, but in the last two Deadpools, we've gotten a wonderfully spot on and hilarious portrayal of Colossus. Now, in the third X-Men movie? No, in the first two Deadpools. Col- oh, yes, yes, okay, right? sorry. The big, yeah. like, Russian accent. Yes, Deadpool. yes, spot on, yes, absolutely. So good, so good. Now, Wolverine and Colossus have been in films together before. Yeah, the first, but three, the, first two X-Men. Yeah, but those have been, you know, like, aiming for a, a significantly more serious tone than something like a Deadpool movie. Right? A- anything goes in a Deadpool film. If Colossus is in this, and Wolverine and Colossus are in a Deadpool movie together, do you think there is the slightest chance that we're not at some point going to get the fastball special? And a, a true-to-form fastball a, special. Not the, not the BS fastball special we got in no. the X Men Three, no, where he a just kind proper, of grabs him, but he, he gives him a wedgie throw. <laughs> yeah, no, a That's proper not a special spin around yeah. and let him fly. Sit, sit on my hand and I'll throw you like a baseball. Yeah, yeah, that would be we epic. Ha- we have to. Like, there's no way they wouldn't. Ryan yeah. Reynolds is so in tune with. Oh, okay. Pic- picture the scene. You've got the baddie. He's a little far away. You've got our three heroes, Wolverine, Deadpool, Colossus. Wolverine just kind of gives him a, gives Colossus a nod that they've done this before. You know what to do. And and Colossus throws Wolverine fastball special. 
and Deadpool sees this. That was so awesome. Do me, do me, do me. <laughs> and he just like completely either like he throws him and he does some sort of weird ballerina thing midair or he throws him and he completely kiboshes it somehow. I think yeah. that would be, that'd be, Into oh, yeah. wall, that'd be, yeah, that'd be head so flies good. through his own ass. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh. So I feel like, I feel like, I feel like you're warming up to this. Well, I, like, I love the idea. Don't get me wrong. It's just, I feel like having a different actor outside of Hugh Jackman would have played better long-term past this movie. Well, and, and past that's, this that's movie, my only I think thought. we will get and a it's different not a, It's not a big gripe. It's a small gripe, right? Having Hugh Jackman as Wolverine one more time warms my heart to no end. Don't get yeah. me wrong. I think past I this, we like will. I just feel like long-term, it's a, it's a bad play. We're going to get like a Taron Egerton or, you know, I've seen, listen, and people are going to scoff at this. People are going to scoff. But I've seen some great online renditions, and the man is a fantastic actor. Yeah, he's got, like, some stuff from early on in his career, just like Robert Pattinson, right? Robert Pattinson is a fantastic actor, but because of, like, how his career started, he gets a lot of flack, and he's, like, stereotyped. I truly believe Zac Efron would make a uh, good Wolverine. I've, I've seen some concept art with... The guy's yeah. ripped... He like he wouldn't ripped. need to he's do much working ripped. out. No, is After, he not? I, I, I seen an interview with him where he COVID? talked about getting <laughs> jacked for uh, Baywatch. Right. And how he doesn't want to do that again. Well, yeah, but, but you know, yeah, when like Marvel. Baywatch, he was. He was ripped. But he when was, I, here's yeah. the thing though, right? You can say, hey, I don't want to do that again. But so did Hugh Jackman, right? And then Marvel backs up the money truck to your front door. <laughs> The dump truck just covers your house. Yeah, like, uh, I don't know. Copious amounts of cash can sway people pretty easily. Uh, I'm so excited for this. It is like, yeah, I'm nothing. It's two years away, which is disgusting. But, (laughs) yeah, I don't know. Worth the wait, I guess. Yeah. Um, Sticking with comic books and Marvel... It was number 300 three. years ago um, when they announced Mahershala Ali. I totally stumbled on that. Mahershala Ali as the MCU's Blade. At least yep. it feels he like it was that long very, ago. Very, very tiny cameo in Eternals. Mm-hmm. Um, they were set to begin shooting any day now and have lost their director. Didn't he, I feel like I read something where he's been very unhappy with the whole process that MC, the Marvel uses. The director or the actor? The actor. Mahershala Ali? Yeah. Yeah. So he is getting quite frustrated. Um, it sounds like the last but it update wasn't just that we with got. The director. It was like no. with Kevin Feige in the process. Yeah. So it sounds like regardless of how long this movie's been in production, the most recent update that we got about the script, which wasn't that long ago, was that it was a 90-page script with two mediocre fight scenes in it. I heard that, And that, that they yeah. just, like... Uh, yeah, just really 
kind of pathetic. <laughs> so here's a question. Do you think, is there a chance that this movie gets canned, that we don't end up getting Blade? Ah, uh, it's possible. I mean, they would need to rework some stuff because I imagine, like, this film was set to come out next year. And I can only imagine that the Black Knight was, that that there were going to be plot. Well, that he would play some form of a role and that there would be things that would happen in this movie that, you know, like the way this stuff always works is Kevin Feige says, okay, like, yes, you have, you have a lot of free reign. However, X, Y, and Z have to happen because think, yeah, it sets up X, Y, and Z in another in film. Yeah. And so, and I have to assume that this film would be no exception to that. And so, I don't know, man. I mean, they've canceled other projects. This wouldn't be the first time this has happened. And it sounds like the script's not ready. Mahershala Ali is not happy. And yeah. they've just lost their director. I don't know. Yeah, it, I'm a, it's, like, I'm a Blade would, fan. Like, I'm excited at the idea of getting man, a, a Blade, Blade film. And I think what got he's, Marvel off the ground in the 90s, man. Yeah. Like, it's what started think, our whole roll down this mcu hill yeah i think mahershala ali is a great choice oh absolutely it's a great choice yeah but yeah but uh yeah if if things aren't going well then yeah look look snip the strings and let it loose yeah maybe we'll come back around to it uh phase 10 (laughs) phase 10 yeah (laughs) okay so moving on um monkeys you like monkeys I love monkeys. Monkeys yeah, are my mon- favorite animal. Yeah. Like, I feel like monkeys are a, a bigger part of my life because you're a part of my life. Like, I well, feel like monkeys monkeys were just kind of like another animal to me until it was with, you know. <laughs> Who is it? Uh, did you ever watch Eight Simple Rules? Eight Simple Rules. I don't think I have. Okay, it was a great. It's on Disney Plus. Well, the first two seasons are on Disney Plus. It was uh, uh, a young Kaylee Kuko from um, Big Bang Theory, and uh, John Ritter was on there. It was the show that John Ritter was on when he passed away, and so they've kind of like built that into the show. And then David Spade ends ends up joining the show and stuff like that. Oh, it's just like a yeah, a okay. Early, I'm looking at like a cover shot. Yeah, research. like in early 2006. I may have sitcom, seen a few episodes, but not Family many. Channel. Yeah. Uh, anyways, the 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 boy of the family, Rory, his like one of his tropes throughout the entire show is uh, that he just wants a monkey. He's constantly asking his parents <laughs> for a monkey. Yeah. And uh, sometimes you know they'll be like, "Mom, Dad," and th- their responses. You can't have a monkey. <laughs> like they just they know they know that that's what. Anyways, yeah. he every time he does that, he reminds me of you through and through. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, I haven't done it in a long time, but yeah, like for a long time anybody ever came up to me is like, "Hey, guess what?" I'd be like, oh, "You bought me a monkey." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which funny story, I've never actually seen a real life monkey. You've never been to the Toronto Zoo? No, I've never been to the zoo. I've never seen a real monkey. 
Okay, this next spring, I mean, it's getting a little cold now. Next spring or like early summer, y- your your crew and my crew, we're headed to Sounds the zoo. Sounds good. Let's yeah, do it. It's, it's a date. Honestly. It's, and you know what? People bash on the zoo because oh, it's a zoo and blah, blah, blah. And, but like, and maybe that's true for a lot of zoos out there, but the Toronto Zoo is like, it is world famous for being mm-hmm. like a, you know, animal rehabilitator. Like it's really, it's yeah. great. Um, okay, so speaking of monkeys, <laughs> that was a huge digression. Um, <laughs> the next Planet of the Apes film is not only in the works, but we have a title for it, uh, which is okay. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Kingdom. And well, now we're it, just getting like, that's just a mouthful. Well, but it's, so the big news here is that it has, we didn't know like, you know, it's been several years since War for the Planet of the Apes, and we didn't know what the hell was going on, and if they were rebooting or if they were done right. with the the you know. Uh, but it has been confirmed that this will take place a couple hundred years after Matt Reeves's last film, so it is in the same continuity. Mm-hmm. It uh, it continues on the legacy of Caesar, um, who's dead. Is this like? Is this a film that there's any hunger for? Are we Planet of the Apes out? I I don't I would see it. I I'd be interested in it. I mean, the original Planet of the Apes back when was that in the 70s or 80s? There was like five, Maybe the late 60s? five or six of them, wasn't it? Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. Not counting Tim Burton's thing whatever that was oh no that was that own thing yeah yeah which is good which for like hate being on, its own it thing pretty good i thought it was pretty good yeah uh but it certainly does not fit into like that that was the thing about matt reeves's planet of the apes movies is even though they were like prequels and they were you know like much more recent modern films they really don't violate any of the canon or continuity like you can treat them as in continuity with the all the old films right yeah like they they kind of just work together whereas tim burton's thing didn't that was its own separate you know um i look i'm i'm excited for this it's i've enjoyed it you know the first three in this this new series um with one exception well two exceptions and they're not like they're not things that i didn't enjoy but they were just kind of like confusing problems for me um so there's three films in the in the franchise so far you've got uh rise of the planet of the apes dawn of the planet of the apes indeed and war for the planet of the apes correct and I have two issues with this titling scheme. Number oh, wow. one is that it does not, like, the, the title, and I think I've said this on the show before, the title of the first and second film are ass backwards. Should it not be Dawn of the Planet of the Apes and then Rise of the Planet of the Apes? Um, not necessarily. Right? Like, you, I think it can go either way. Like, 
because they're <sighs> rising out of their kind of um uh, um, I was going to say primordial, uh, but uh, like they're, th- that I know. they're, they're, Don- they're rising to another, another level of consciousness. Yeah. But Don just implies and then, like, inherently and then the second one implies is the, the dawn of the, a- their age, like, uh, yeah, after, right. They're the age of apes and that kind of a Lord of the Rings <laughs> kind of theme I'm, I'm pulling at here. Right. Like, yeah. The, the age of the elves ends and it's the age of it's kind of the second movie is kind of like the age of men ending and the age of apes D- the dawn of the planet of the apes the dawn of the age of apes i guess you're never going to convince it's a stretch me that, it's a stretch yeah. but i i think i i think they can go either way i i see yeah. what you're saying and that makes a lot of sense too going the other way the other issue that i have with the naming is war for the planet of the apes a film that at no point actually depicts a war and like all of the marketing for this film, the posters showed like this, like a, 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 a army of apes facing off, ready to do battle with an army of humans. This never happens. This never happens in the film. We don't get the big war that, that wipes out humans. There's like an avalanche and well, all, yeah, now all the it humans doesn't are dead. Wipe out humans. You're right, but there is like a skirmish between a human faction and the apes. Right, but a, it's, a skirmish, not a not not a war. Yeah, but I mean they they overpromise with that title. Planet of the Apes doesn't sound nearly as good. <laughs> no, but I uh, yeah I don't know. Anyways, doesn't matter. Uh, but so you're excited for this. Yeah, I'd, I I'm in. Yeah, it sounds like they might be kicking off another trilogy with it. Um which whatever, like it's a strong property. It's an interesting concept um and the last three have been fantastic. Like they've mm-hmm. visually have been groundbreaking. And uh so who do, who yeah. do you have to replace Caesar then? Who's his son? Like is it taking how much detail is there right now? Like, is it taking well, place it sounds, shortly it sounds after like, War of Planet of the Apes, or is it happening like fifty years, a hundred years? So they're even more evolved and they're more human-like. I, I, from what I remember reading, it's like one to two hundred years after. So we're getting so, into like the Tim Burton Planet of the Apes territory. Well, era certainly like, like humans um, are slaves and apes, yeah, are truly yeah. ruling the world and. Yeah, and so I wonder if this trilogy will end sort of right where the first Planet of the Apes kind of, like, if it'll end and, like, okay, now we're ready for the humans to come back and try to recolonize this planet. Or maybe they'll do, maybe they'll do, um, now that they've kind of built the framework for this kind of new franchise of Planet of the Apes, they'll go back to the original Planet of the Apes and have somebody come down from space and be like, where the hell are all the people? Why are the apes in charge? And well, and that's the thing, like we need a reboot from, from this point forward. Yeah. Like at this, we need to see, we also need to see people getting themselves into space. Like there's something there, there's a thing missing here where the humans are like, okay, well this is, this has reached the point where we can't stay here anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, and so they need to, you know, 
I, I think that'd be fascinating to see them colonize another planet, get up and... You, you don't think in this world we have people on the moon in the... Like, they don't dive there. into that a whole lot. It's it's possible. Oh, not living there. No, I doubt I mean, it. They're, they're treating it like our... I mean, when the movies came out, present day. Yeah. But yeah, I doubt it. That doesn't, that doesn't um, mean they can't swing it the other way. That, so, that you and I did work. a review for multiverse of madness when it came out yeah and something we debated debated discussed um quite a bit during that was uh whether wanda had any potential future in the mcu or you know if if that's it she's dead she's gone um that was her story right and you were on the side if i remember correctly of that's it she's done it's over i think so i like that her it was a clean cut to her arc well then you better start writing some hate mail to kevin feige uh because in a recent interview he hinted at he was pretty tight-lipped um but also sort of alluded to the fact that the mcu is not finished with wanda yet um Mm. they were he was asked about the ending of multiverse of madness and kevin feige just kind of said like I, I, I don't know. I'm not sure that we saw a body under the rebel. We rubble. We saw a, a tower fall, and then we saw a bright flash. Um, he also went on to saying that there is a lot of Wanda's story from the comics um, that they have not touched on, and so that there is lots of room there to do other stuff if they wanted to. Um, and even Elizabeth Olsen was asked, you know, what what comes next for wanda and instead of her responding and saying uh well what do you mean wanda's dead she said well i you know hopefully some form of redemption i I don't know i don't know if redemption is is possible for her so it seems like at the very least marvel is uh is is not finished with wanda yeah that uh, that would disappoint me. Yeah, I, I have like I have a few thoughts. Like first thought, like you you just mentioned, like reden- de- where's her redemption? Whatever. What first? Why does every character that goes bad need a redemption arc? They don't. Right. Um, and she's not. She might can, not necessarily get one. Yeah, it could. It, if it's if it's a completely different wanda from a different universe, that's not redemption. That's a different character. No. Yeah. Second, it when you keep bringing characters back to life, when characters don't die permanently, and comics have a problem with this. So uh hopefully th- that problem doesn't carry over to uh the movies here where characters don't stay dead is that the impact of sacrifice, the impact of, of what they're fighting for, what they've died for is diminished. And the more you do it, that diminishment is exponential to the point where you don't care that this person has died for their cause. Um, so, yeah, that that would that would like not that she died for a good cause, but you know, she, 
her death would be diminished. It's I, a good parallel to this would be that um, uh, Robert Downey Jr. Uh, was on the Joe Rogan podcast mm-hmm. some time back. And one of the things Joe Rogan brought up was, would you like, this was after Endgame. He was on the podcast. Uh, he brought up like, would, would you come back and play Iron Man again? And Downey was just like, no, like, why would I? It, his, his, his character arc is done. It would, he's essentially saying the same thing I just said. And of course, Joe Rogan playing devil's advocate to, to create a good podcast and conversation. He's like, oh yeah, people would like, you put, you put, you get back in the suit. People will pay money to go in. Like, like you said, uh, you show up with a truckload of money, show up with a truckload of money. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh, so, don't get me don't get me wrong. At some point, and I don't know when, and I will go on record saying this, at some point, could be a year from now, could be five years from now, could be ten years from now, both Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans will be in the MCU again. Mark my words. And if they are, my hope was that it's not as six one six. Iron Man and Captain America that it's no, and I doubt it will be universe or flashbacks that I would be fine with. Yeah. I think it'll be alternate. I think it'll be secret wars coming up, coming up. We have, um, we're going to see Ironheart, the essentially the comic books version of the new Iron Man, uh, in black Panther, Mm -hmm. Riri Williams. And in the comics at one point, I, I haven't read these comics, so it's just kind of what I've read about them. But at some point after Riri Williams becomes Iron Heart, Tony Stark dies, or he's already dead, but he's created an AI of himself, kind of like Jarvis, except it's, a, except it's an ex, like kind of an exact mental copy of who he is. Right. And she interacts Uploaded with his that. consciousness. That would be cool. Because it's yeah. not Tony Stark; it's an it's an AI that he programmed to be. Yeah, that like would be him. cool. That would be right? really so cool. So there are ways to bring characters back without diminishing their sacrifice, mm-hmm. and those those are really cool. Those are really creative. Unfortunately, Hollywood and Disney are far from creative right now, and they take the simplest way out. I I I would argue against that, but I I, I would, but not. I do see you where you're coming every, from. You look at every Disney property that's animated that they're making live action, and they are almost shot for shot the same film. There's no creativity there. Okay, well you said Disney, or you said yeah, Marvel, and Marvel. Disney is Marvel. Well, so yeah. Well, okay. Disney owns Marvel. Kevin Feige's in charge, but Disney's <clears> got the string purse. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I would say that it's it you, you're you're not comparing apples to apples here though. Like the MCU and and the live action remakes of their old classics. Like those are intended to be shot for shot. Like that's I think that's the gimmick there. But it show to me it just shows that they're not willing to take a chance. They're not willing to let characters stay dead. They're not willing to let try something new, try something yeah. experimental. Like, I mean, all of their the boundary, 
Yeah, but I, yeah, it's tricky though because you look at, um, you know, you look at something like the uh, John Favreau's Lion King from a couple years ago. Um, it was a, a pretty great movie. It performed very well, and arguably, the worst parts of that movie were the the couple little deviations that they had from the animated film. But it took a chance. <laughs> And, and even though it's not yeah. the best part, you got to give it some credit for trying something new. Yeah, I guess. Which not, and this is this is like we're har- I'm harping on Disney here, but this is like this is like a Hollywood problem. There's very few studios and shows that try to break the mold. Uh, yeah, try something I, different. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I know that that's, I know that like Hollywood doesn't have an original story left is, is kind of the, the go to hate on Hollywood trope. Um, but I, I also think that it's sort of misguided. I think that the, the major tentpole franchise films that get the most media spotlight certainly, uh, sometimes lack some ingenuity. Um, but there is lots, like if I go to, if I look at my local theater listing, um, at any given point, there's two or three films that I've heard of and know of and, and, you know, have maybe been looking forward to going seeing, uh, and there's also four films that I don't really know anything about, right. That I've never heard of and they are their own unique story. The issue is that as the movie fan and we're to blame here, that as the movie fan, we have, like, gone are the days, when's the last time you went to the theater to see a film that was not a major studio tentpole film, um, but was just some, like, you know, you looked at it, you saw the poster, you watched a trailer, it was something unconnected to any property that you were familiar with in the past, and uh, and you thought, well, I'll take a chance on this. Sure, yeah. Let's uh, let's just go. Let's go roll the dice and see a movie. We don't do that anymore, or not many of us do. Um, and so, you know, it's. Yeah. I think it's a, a double edged sword. Yeah. Is that they, they are putting out original creative stories, and we're not going to see them because uh, we're just maybe it's waiting a, maybe for the it's next triple edged sword because. It's also those really expensive exist, to sir. go to the theater to, to, to take it a is, chance It on is. It is. Yeah. Well, absolutely. Right. Like, right absolutely. Um, yeah. So, anyways, okay. Lots of blame See, to go around there. There's <laughs> lot. Yeah. Um, staying on the the Disney category here, um, we have now had online internet leaks of the trailer for both Loki season two. And Indiana Jones Five. Now these are these are shitty cell phone, bad quality, crackly audio leaks. Do you think at this point, like what should Disney do? I would argue that once this happens, you know, maybe you weren't planning on releasing the trailer, the 4K version for another couple of weeks or a month or whatever it is. But, like, once these are out there, is it not good business for Disney to just say, all right, let's get ahead of this thing 
and let's put out a good copy of the trailer because right now the first experience that everyone is having with this the the experience and the impression that people are are having of this trailer is this low quality crappy cell phone thing yeah i mean that just that to me that makes good business sense right like it wasn't part of your plan and yes someone got the best of you and and you didn't check for cell phones before you did a, a private viewing of the the trailer or whatever it was right um which i mean it, it, maybe that's also part of it now like maybe gone are the days where you can do hall h exclusive trailers or you can do private showing exclusive trailers um because we're all carrying 4k cameras around in our pockets right mm -hmm. and so maybe that's just maybe maybe gone are the days where that can where you can do that and expect for it not to leak yeah um if you're gonna, which is a shame and that's it like that then you might as well release it the next day on the yeah internet. like it's a shame and that's a human integrity issue and and all of that stuff um but yeah i like at this point you know the Loki trailer has been out for almost a week now as at the like leaked. And it's like, just, just jump on it. Just, you know, and, and we see this all the time is like is something leaks. And instead of the company getting ahead of it and saying, okay, here's the deal. They just kind of stay quiet about it. It just happened with grand theft auto six, right? Grand theft auto six leaked online. And, Instead of Rockstar coming out and doing a big press release and talking about, okay, like, you know, it's a little earlier than what we were planning, but we are excited to tell you what we're working on. They just like, it's, it's just hush, hush, hush. Let's, let's just be quiet about it. Let's not say anything. And I think that that's the wrong approach. Well, <clears throat> that, that could also be, you know, they're, they're hard at work. And they don't want to show something until they've got something that's really worth showing. Yeah, but it's it, but it's it's been shown now. Whether you wanted to show it or not, it's out there. Right. So take I, I don't know. So I, I think the only way to take control again is to get out there and be like, okay, here's a better copy of of what you may have seen going around, and this is pre-alpha footage. It's not ready. We're making a bunch of changes. We wish someone hadn't shown you this because it's not up to the standards that you know that we want um but here's a little here's a little nugget of what we're working on to get you excited as opposed yeah. to you seeing a leaked thing and thinking oh that's that doesn't seem very good hmm. yeah i don't know um harrison ford have you heard of him yeah he's in that yeah. thing that i watch Sometimes. Star Wars? Oh, uh, no. I was thinking of the other Jack thing. Jack Ryan? Where, no, no. The other the thing where he's he's a convict. The fugitive? He's trying to get away. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> oh, there it is. I was like, I'm going to get there eventually. The next one I was going to go with was whatever that film, the new film was, where he's like hanging out with an old CGI dog on a boat. <laughs> yeah. I'm guessing it wasn't that. Um <laughs> They are, their reports are rumoring that the MCU has approached Harrison Ford. To play about Han taking, Solo? No. <laughs> to, uh, so 
for those who don't know, in the pipelines coming up, we have Thunderbolts, which I'm excited for. It's a little more of a niche, obscure MCU property. Um, but I think that's, you know, the MCU has a good track record with doing that type of thing. Shang-Chi, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. These were all like nobody knew about them kind of properties. Um, they've approached him about taking over the role of Thunderbolt Ross after we just lost, unfortunately, lost the actor that played Thunderbolt hmm. Ross. What say you to the idea of Thaddeus Harrison Ford Ross, not having Harrison to act, Ford. basically just playing the guy that he's actually become in real life anyways, a crotchety, crumpy, argue-with-everyone kind of person? <laughs> he's a... Yeah, Harrison Ford as a human being, as a Hollywood icon always having to be on, is an interesting guy because... I he think is Thaddeus... I, Ross. He either I I feel like he gets fed up with always having to be on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um I don't know. Um hmm. Yeah. That's that's interesting. I mean, he's old. He's Ross. Uh yeah, like he's got and the so, age. But oh, is man. he too old? Like are we casting someone now who can't play the character for 10 years? Well, I mean, Thaddeus Ross in the comics is always an older guy, right? He's well, always yeah, a close yeah, to retirement general that doesn't want to retire. Yeah, but you can write you can write an old man on page for years and years and years and years and years. Yeah. Right? Harrison Ford is uh, 80 years old. Yeah, I don't know. Now he is about like, to could like he play he's, the part. He, I mean, obviously he can play. Oh, the he's part. yeah, he's a spry eighty-year-old man. He's a, he's about to give us Indiana Jones yeah, five. I think, like, so here's the we we've talked recently, you and I, on the podcast about uh, people uh, people being replaced in MCU or in other projects and i i made a quip about uh roadie war machine being replaced now i think if we were to compare these two kind of replace role replacements within the mcu roadie was replaced after one movie now thaddeus well, ross was, was in was done so the hulk and a yeah. major player in the hulk yeah but He's also made a few cameo appearances. Civil War. To the point where that actor in our minds has kind of been solidified as Thaddeus Ross. So it would to replace him now, which if you want to use him, you have to um, use the character that is. Uh, well, and can it would you really be a do, little bit jarring, I think. Can you more, really more than do, replacing Rhodey was? Yeah, but can you really do Thunderbolts without having Ross in there? I think you you can, yeah. Um, uh, Dark Avengers is kind of like Thunderbolts, where it was um, Norman Osborn leading a team of rogues as heroes, doing mm -hmm. dirty government shady work. Um, so you could do like a Norman Osborn thing, maybe Norman Osborn in the 616 Marvel MCU universe 
was uh, a military guy instead of a inventor and scientist. Yeah. I think I think you have to look at this like in 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 these major films all the time we like they replaced the actor that played Dumbledore after two films again because Richard Harris passed away um and we were all fine right like it they heck they replaced the actor that played Bruce Banner yeah a a, a main character a major hitter and I think, I think often we fall into this, this trap where we forget that the character, that, that the actor serves the character, that it's about the character, right? The actor serves the character who serves the story. The character does not serve the actor. Right. Right. And so... Essentially, the actors are all replaceable. They're all replaceable. And that's the thing is like, you know, we, we, someone passes away or something happens and we're like, oh, well, you can't recast them. You can't, you just, you can't, it would be a, a dis- disrespectful to their legacy and disrespectful to, you know, to whatever. And I disagree entirely. I think it would be disrespectful not to continue on their legacy, not to have someone come in as talented. It's, you can't argue that Harrison Ford is not a talented actor to come in and take what someone else has done and champion it forward. So, are you saying that uh, T'Challa should be played by another actor? I think it was a huge mistake on Marvel's part not to recast him. Absolutely. Because, listen, now, like, now you have a Black Panther movie coming out that... I think is going to struggle immensely. But it's still going to be a huge film. Don't get me wrong. But it's not going to have the success that the first one had. Because now you have a Black Panther movie coming out that not only does not have the actor from the first one, it doesn't have the main character from the first one. Yeah, you're you're essentially killing T'Challa off screen somehow. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think I think it was a huge, huge misstep yeah, for them. I think, no, I, think I, under- I would agree with that. I understand, you know, it's it's everyone sad and they're mourning and 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 it was a huge tragic loss, and I agree one hundred percent. One hundred percent. But the show goes on and why not take his legacy? Chadwick Boseman's legacy and instead of just putting the character on a shelf now letting the character die off is his, his story arc is all of that die off why not champion it forward with an incredible actor and build on and pay homage to the incredible foundation that Chadwick Boseman laid Right. Yeah. No, I think it was, I I think it was extremely foolish. Big mistake. Big mistake. Not recasting him. So. 
Yeah. Uh, I, think I, think I would of- agree with that. Like, especially when the, when, so in this case, like is Harrison Ford, the guy to replace him? I don't know. Should he be, if, if Thaddeus Ross was a important part of the MCU going forward in terms of Kevin Feige's grand plan, then yeah, re- replace him, find somebody to replace him. And yeah, same like T'Challa, find a new actor to play him that does the character justice in a way that would honor Chadwick Boseman's yeah legacy. Like I get, of playing him I as get well. that Black Panther is a mantle, the yes. mantle that can be it's passed. Not, it's not it's not the the character. It's that it's something that's passed on from leader to leader, like a presidency but, or kingship. But it's T'Challa. Right. Yeah. Like, I mean, it, that'd be like if, if, you know, we had a, a strong Batman franchise going on and the actor playing Bruce Wayne passed away and they're like, oh, well, I guess we're going to have to do a Damian Wayne story now because, because, you know, like, He's and it's dead. like, no, yeah. no, recast Bruce Wayne and do it, like, keep going. Like, yeah. I, yeah. What do you think about the idea of Sam Elliott? Sam Elliott played Thunderbolt Ross in the Eric Bana, which is a horrible Hulk movie. Um, but I thought he was good as Ross. Hmm. Uh, yeah. I mean, he's, he's already got the mustache. Got more of the look, like having having the mustache forever and never really ever shaving it off helps with the look. Well, sure. I mean, like, the look means nothing. Look they'll put a, a mustache on. Yeah, no, they'll put a mustache on Harrison Ford and they'll cut no, his hair I, and they'll yeah, do whatever, yeah, right? No, but I'm saying like because Harrison must Harrison Ford isn't known for having the mustache, right? Makes it harder he, to picture. Sam Elliott is it, it kind of like oh yeah that that yeah okay that's it's, you buy it a little more I think yeah yeah that's fair but yeah uh, I think he would be a great replacement i think he would be better than harrison ford yeah potentially did you see up there though too i think he's older than harrison ford isn't he sam elliott um sam elliott harrison ford is 80 sam elliott is 78 no he's got two years on him wow really i would never have guessed that he just looks the man was born looking half dead (laughs) The man was born with a leather face and with mustache. a leather face. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> did you see the newest Jurassic World movie, Jurassic World Dominion? No, I have it's, not seen the last two Jurassic World movies. Yeah, it's uh, it was it was it was really. I wasn't bad. even that impressed with the first Jurassic World movie, which is why I haven't seen. Yeah, I mean, since. I enjoyed Jurassic World, but I wasn't. I didn't get crazy about it the way that everyone else did. Um, but yeah, the new one is, is it's, just, it's not that it's not good. It's, it's actively bad. Yeah. 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 I, I listened to the podcast on that. And <laughs> so I was listening like without having seen the movie, I'm listening and I'm like, what is this movie? I've heard of B movie yeah. plots that are better than this. Yeah. Sharknado's um, got a better plot than what they're what they're what I'm hearing in my ears. <laughs> so it a lot of the marketing for for Jurassic World Dominion was that this was the end of the franchise, that they were closing it off. This is the final chapter, you know, blah, that's why they brought 
all the the OG cast back and right. so on and so forth. Well, in a recent interview, Colin Trevorrow, 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 who was um, you know directed those films, said, uh, "Yeah, when they started saying that on the posters, that was news to me because uh, yeah, our goal all along, our mission here was to transition the Jurassic World franchise." into a place where new stories or stories of a different kind could be told, right? So instead of constantly just being in a place where you're making up an excuse for why we're on the island again, um, bringing dinosaurs to the human world, having them, yeah, having them interact with us in our everyday life in positive and negative ways, um, and and to be able to set it up for new and future stories to come. So apparently, we are getting more Jurassic World films, just not with the cast that we've had up until this point, not the Chris Pratt so the and next Bryce movie Dallas Howard. is going to be called Jurassic World War of the Dinosaurs, and we're going to get to see soldiers riding dinosaurs with lasers on the dinosaur's head. Laser so I think, dinosaurs. I think the laser thing is a little goofy. <laughs> However, I think you might be onto something. Um, you know, they have they in Jurassic World, the first Jurassic World, they talked about um, weaponizing. Uh, Vincent D'Onofrio was there as you know, he was playing that the whatever character that was, and and his goal, his aim was was militarizing yeah. them. Um, and there was back in the day, and this was like 15 years ago, but before we got Jurassic World, there were, they had been working on a script. They had kind of like started developing a, a Jurassic Park sequel um, that was like half human, half dinosaur military hybrids. Like, yeah, like something sort of like Lizard from the Amazing Spider-Man franchise. Um I don't know. Howitzers to the back of long neck dinosaurs. Yeah. I don't, (laughs) you know, if they, if a new, excuse me, if a new, um, if a new Jurassic Park movie came out tomorrow, yeah, I, I, I'm going to go see it because it's Jurassic Park and it's a major tentpole film and I'm a part of the problem with Hollywood and so on and so forth. Um, (laughs) but I, the, the taste left in my mouth after this last one. And it does, it just feels like a, a dead franchise now, mm-hmm. right? Like sometimes a franchise has told all that it needs to tell. Jurassic, the Jurassic franchise has told me more than I feel like it ever needed to tell me. Like, right. You know, it, it was kind of like, it was kind of like I was on a date and I was already impressed but they just kept trying to like bolster themselves and talk more and tell me more. And I was like, okay, stop, shut up. Like I'm already like, you've won, you've won me over. I'm, we're going on this date. Like everything's, everything's fine. And they're like, and I can juggle. And I'm like, okay, stop, please, please stop. I feel like that analogy might work better for the MCU right now. Because it just keeps throwing stuff at us from different genres and different angles. And well, half of it's yeah, I'm just I'm half just of it's in decent, a- half of it's garbage, and then we get a, a nice shiny pebbler. And I think I think what you're looking for with the if you're going to use a date going on a date analogy with somebody with the uh, 
Jurassic Park. It's more like you go on a, the date and the date's going really well and you really like the person and and then all of a sudden they, they take off their skin and they're an alien or they're a dinosaur. There's something you don't want them to be. Uh, Cause the last, okay. you didn't like the last movie, right? Like it was something you didn't want. <laughs> yeah. Just like what kind of, I'm pretty sure I know about a lot of the dates you've been on. What experience do you have? This is an analogy. This isn't a, First-hand experience, Brady. Come on, and then, get with the and program. Then the, and then the bill came, and she removed her skin. Like, <laughs> uh, you obviously yeah. haven't seen the new Men in Black film. <laughs> oh my gosh, I was. Uh, yeah. Speaking of franchises that should have stayed dead, <laughs> didn't need to be done. Yeah. Um, okay, so one last thing. Back to the MCU. Of course. Armor Wars which is a upcoming Disney Plus series starring Don Cheadle as James Rhodey. Yeah, yeah. Is no longer an upcoming Disney Plus series. Oh, they canned it? Really? It's an upcoming theatrical release feature film. Oh. They're going to give it they're giving it the the feature film treatment. Listen. Hmm. I think this is the right move. And I think it's the right move for two reasons. One is because your dollars per minute ratio has just gone up, right? Instead of spending $150 million on eight hours of content, you're going to spend $150 million on two hours of content. Right. You're right. going to get so, better quality actors and CG. Yep. And- so instantly that goes up. And two, I think they just, like, I'm wondering if this is a response to how some of the Disney Plus shows have been going. Shows like Obi-Wan, where it's either, you know, the show ends and we're either feeling like there was so much fluff in there to try to stretch it out to eight hours, or shows like Moon Knight, where after eight episodes or six episodes or however long Moon Knight was, we're sitting there going, well, that felt rushed. And yeah, and there was not like, well, you tried to do too much. And there's, there's the other, there's one, there's one more like you, or you get a show like She-Hulk, which I'm somewhat enjoying, but honestly, that whole show feels like a mess. Like, is it a, sh- oh, it a is law a show? In which case, if it's a, lo- a show about the law and a courtroom drama, it does not do that well at all. But it's not a courtroom it's, drama. It's not the a show superhero is- move. It's not a superhero no. show because she keeps refusing to to be a hero. Which, in terms of kind of, are you familiar with the? I forget who kind of created the the thought process of this, but but the heroes the, the hero's journey. Uh, no, it's, uh, um, I'm going to Google it real quick while I talk. Um, so the hero's journey, uh, is about, is kind of a, a writing process. And so the hero is called to action. The hero refuses action and then they're called again. And because of something that's happened, they step up 
and they go on the journey and they grow and they become better. They, they become like a stronger, better person at the end. Uh, here I got it. Yeah. The call to adventure, uh, some sort of change pushes them to take it. There's a mentor or helper guiding them along the way. Uh, they face some insurmountable thing. They overcome the insurmountable thing and they return to where they begin began. Uh, Bilbo and, um, oh my goodness, I'm forgetting the other hobbit that carried the ring. Bilbo and, help me out. Frodo? Bilbo and Frodo are perfect examples of the hero's journey. They're, they're called to carry the ring. Bilbo, Bilbo uh, more than uh, his, uh, wow, brain work. Frodo, sorry, Frodo more than Bilbo uh, is, is, is a perfect example of this. He's called to carry the ring. He doesn't want to. He, he tries to give it off to people, but then he goes on the journey. He faces cause, and then he returns back to carrying the ring. And yeah. Um, and like, so she, she's not doing that because she's completely written off her be wanting to be a hero. She's pushed away any helper or mentor that will guide her in that journey. So it's right. not a superhero f show. It's not a courtroom no. drama. It's not a superhero show then what the heck is it? It is an unfunny sitcom. It's, it's supposed well, to be it's, a comedy and it's not funny. It's not funny. And it's, I wouldn't even label it a sitcom. No. Like what it's trying to be a whole bunch of things, but it's not, it's not doing them very poorly. Yeah. Like the last episode where there, she goes to um abominations ranch like okay this whole episode's well, about a let's, therapy session yeah let's stay out of spoiler territory but, <laughs> uh, but yeah like yeah so all that to be said you're right like these these shows are hot messes <laughs> in one way or another yeah so I, so are you agreeing that that moving armor wars to a i think a, so yeah. I, I think mean, Don Cheadle's an it, incredible actor. Yeah. So he can carry a film. Yeah. Uh, you, you get the, the script has to be condensed. So you only yeah. get the important stuff. Mm -hmm. There's no filler. Yeah. I think it's yeah. good. I'm excited. Better, I wonder if they'll change the name. story, better effects, special effects. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if they'll change the name now that it's being turned into a film because i think there's better names out there than armor wars to begin with i don't think they will because it it's they're basing it off the comic book storyline that was called armor wars well yeah but they've you know it's but it's a film do whatever you want right yeah i don't know i think they should name it iron legacy yeah you don't I, have I to like, like it i feel like no, i don't title. like it i don't i don't think it would work as well financially because by copying the names of the comic book stories you're creating familiarity with those who who are the fans that are really going to drive the momentum of the film yeah but i think there's enough blind mcu fans that don't know anything about the comics that are like i would say that's the bulk of the box office is people who haven't read comics uh, I don't know. There's, I would say that the people who read the comics are 
a good chunk of it. Okay. Well, maybe. At least close to half somewhere. Right. Yeah. Enough that I, it matters. It's, it's hard to say. Because if it didn't matter, then the reviews for things like She-Hulk wouldn't be dive bombing. Well, no, I disagree. I think that's just a goofy show regardless. I don't think that has anything to do with deviation from source material. I think it's just a <sighs> I think bad show. She I think Hulk it's just a, a bad show. She's a great character that if done right would have been a really good show. Like, Brienne has not read the comics, and she's meh on the whole series. So. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, that does it for the news for the last week. That's it. That's it. All right. It was nine items, it, sir. What do you mean that's it? Like an hour worth of news. Well, and conversation. And conversation. And I mean, yeah, if you just want to list off the news, uh, we, can, we can make an email. It's, it it's news email. talk. No, it's, this is 2022, damn it. What the hell is this an email? Is, this is water cooler talk. Exactly. That's what uh, so thank you. segment. <laughs> water cooler talk. Thank you so much for listening. Um... Yeah, we'll be back next week with a bunch more movie news. Um, and, you know, between now and then, there's going to be all kinds of stuff. Andor reviews, Rings of Power reviews, a Pinocchio review. Um, so, yeah, so I've stick around. It's good. Is it? I enjoyed you, it. Oh, you wait, would be no, the sorry. first. I haven't seen it yet. Okay. We rewatched the original, <laughs> which uh, was good. Okay. See, that's a little, because <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, yeah. you are the first, because no. I've done some digging, and you are the first positive <laughs> review that I've managed to come across. So, yeah. My, yeah. My, we were going to watch it but I on our family movie night, but it, it was my pick, and Emily and Ada wanted to watch it, and I was like, no, let's, we got to start with the original. So, okay. that's why my mind was a little twisted there. Yeah. The original is great. great. (laughs) It's fantastic. But apparently the new one, not so much. But you'll find out my actual opinion of it this week. Yeah. I'll have to watch it and have my own opinion as well. Yeah. That's how film works. I'm not going to show up for that. (laughs) No, you're not invited. All right. Thank you for listening. Um, It was an honor having you here. Honestly, if you're not here, then what's the point? Yeah. and uh, yeah, make sure you like, comment, follow. There's like all kinds of social media links below. There is merchandise pages with some friggin' bitchin' merchandise. Uh, we just mm. added a new one a couple weeks back, a uh, new design. Um, and mm. so that's pretty wicked. And yeah, uh, yeah. Star Wars themes, so. And that that's too. Fine. Yeah, that one as well. Um, we so make sure. one too. Ooh. I'll yeah, there's a new, myself. yeah, there's a, there's a, like, not graffiti style, but almost like tattooed art version of the Movie Men logo. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, with a, like a trucker cap that I think you would sport pretty, nice, pretty swimmingly. Uh, oh, and also, wow. a, also, we sell a teddy bear that's wearing a little black t-shirt with the Movie Men logo on it. That's so cute. So, so uh, you know, and like you have a daughter. So mm-hmm. you can be a good dad or a bad dad. Like <laughs> it's up to you. Uh, make sure you check out our Patreon. That is what keeps the lights on. That's what keeps the show running. Um, turns out it's not cheap to have a podcast. Um, even just the privilege to be able to post the episodes online and make them reachable for you is uh, it's it's yeah, it's a reoccurring payment that I'm 
that myself and Pete are making. Carl's a freeloader. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, so help us out. There's fun bonus content there um, as a thank you for supporting us on Patreon. And, uh, yeah, until next week, say something witty, Carl. Uh, the news is only the news if it's brought to you by Brady. I like that. I, there might be some legal issues with you saying that, but I like it anyways. <laughs> <laughs>